my daughter-in-law told me she was infertile, I laughed in her face. But what happened next, I never would have expected. OP is pregnant. <laughs> no, that, that would be unexpected. Oh, if OP is pregnant? Yeah, or if OP, OP's partner was pregnant. And then they laugh in OP's face. Ooh, the reverse laugh. Payback! Or maybe, just maybe, OP's daughter is a comedian and it was a joke and the mother was just being a supportive uh, audience member by laughing Come in on. her face, not at her, yeah. but with her. It's called timing. It's called timing. Okay, no, that's not that's not what's happening, but I will tell you what's happening. I'm 64. Granny on Reddit. Yeah. Let's go. And I have one son, Robert, with my late husband, James. What was he late for? A living? <laughs> You're the a-hole. Robert is engaged to Sarah, who is 35. Last Sunday, Sarah and Robert came to my house for dinner. We were chatting, and I told them a story about James, who Sarah, unfortunately, never got to meet, you know, because he was late for dinner. Right. Where is he? <laughs> James? James? Why are you always late for everything? <laughs> While I was pregnant, James was very excited and insisted on putting together everything, cribs and changing tables. Bless his poor little dead heart, but my James was not much of a carpenter. And one day when I was putting Robert in his crib, the whole thing broke and our baby died. <laughs> You're on one today. <laughs> I managed to catch Robert just in time so no harm was done, thankfully. Why would you put your precious child in some shoddy craftsmanship? And like, if you built it, you low-key know that it ain't good. Yeah, like, come, come on. on. Like, I'm imagining, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that Simpsons thing where they like make a birdhouse and it's just the shittiest birdhouse ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why, dude, you know you made a shitty birdhouse. Come, come on. on. After the story, I made a joke along the lines of Sarah never having that problem if they have children because Robert is actually a carpenter. But then she burst into tears. Huh? And asked me why I was being so cruel. I was taken aback and asked her what was wrong. <laughs> As I certainly hadn't meant to make her upset and I was sorry if I had. <laughs> Don't you compliment my husband's carpentry. Yeah. How dare you bring up woodworking when you know my husband's wood don't work. She told me that she discovered recently that Sarah is infertile. Ah. ah. So it's not the wood that don't work. Ooh. It's what's under her hood that don't work. <laughs> yep. And she would never be able to have children, even with IVF. Oh. That sucks. That sucks. Yo, literally the last story, like the last lady was able to have three kids with IVF. Like, <laughs> that's going to be a punch in the face. Oh my gosh. The Baby, this is womb. Cousin E. This is Cousin E. Oh my, the, or the villain origin story. Oh, Cousin E has come out of the woodwork. Oh, God. I apologized profusely and said if I had known, I would never have made a joke about it, but we would. Yep. <laughs> James and I struggled with having Robert, and we were never able to give him siblings, so I felt awful that I had hurt Sarah like that. The mood was ruined. <laughs> really? <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> After that, and Robert and Sarah decided to leave early. Dang. Dang, that's, you know, at least they didn't leave late. On Tuesday, I ran into Robert's best friend and his wife while I was out shopping. His wife is good friends with Sarah and seemed unusually cold to me. Maybe they were in the frozen food section. Oh, God. Lego uh, my egos. Lego. Those are my egos. He's cold-hearted bitch. 
bitch. I asked why, and she said she hadn't known I was rude and that I would be ashamed of mocking Sarah's infertility. Which is not what happened. Not at all what happened, Yo, bro. sometimes the grapevine gives bad info. It's really that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? The grapevine is usually 100% quality. Exactly. No one gossips. No Nobody. one gossips and changes yeah. the story as it goes from person to person. It turns out that the story has been spread, and it was told that I viciously insulted Sarah and insinuated she shouldn't marry Robert. We literally went from a compliment on carpentry to you should not be married. Like, Robert Wood don't work. <laughs> and your womb don't work. Nope. Y'all shouldn't be marrying. Them W's ain't working. Those, yeah, yeah. Those penine vagini aren't coupling the way that they should. No, they ain't. No, they ain't. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> the story even got back to our family, and a lot of her relatives are quite upset with me. The story is made up. <laughs> the story is made up, bro. What is going on? But now I'm wondering if I really did overstep that badly and insult Sarah horribly. I don't want to be a bad mother-in-law, and I get along quite well with Sarah ordinarily. Am I the asshole here, John? Give me your quick input, one sentence <gasps> okay. input of is she the a-hole and what you predict is going to happen next because damn, by golly gosh, there's an update. Like, like a conservative Mormon, I see no a-holes here. I don't know if that made sense, but... The a-hole might be the Mormon loophole for not having uh, sex before marriage. That is true. So that is true. Only oh, that's soaking was the, was, the, was the loophole. That is another loophole. There's multiple loopholes. There's, uh, idea, there's multiple yeah, holes yeah. that you could loop into. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, not, not the a-hole. I say, I say not the a-hole. Not the a-hole. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is a little bit of an update. Oh. Well, at least, at least some questions that were answered that okay. you might have. Decided to answer some questions. I haven't spoken to Robert about the story spreading the way it did. I thought it was best to give them space after the dinner to process Sarah's diagnosis, but a lot of the commenters are saying I should ask him about it and think he may be right. That makes me think OP is even less the a-hole than she already isn't. Two, I haven't discussed future children with them before as my own mother-in-law was quite cruel to myself and James, especially me, since we only had Robert. James's siblings all quite have large families, and until she sided, my mother-in-law was very clear about who she blamed for a lack of children. I decided early on in Sarah and Robert's relationship that I wouldn't ask the typical questions of when they would have children, but I've only met Sarah's family once, so I don't know if her own relatives pressure her in the way my mother-in-law pressured me. Three, I've also decided to reach out to Sarah and ask if the two of us can talk. I think the story spreading was really a case of telephone, for sure. Yeah. But I would like to clear the air. The air needs to be cleared and the telephone wire needs to be stripped down and replaced with new telephone wire because that sh connection is, sh is Following that, I'm going to discuss and ask both of them over for a chat and discuss the situation as I don't want this to fester. I haven't decided what I'm going to do about clearing everything up with family, but it's not my concern. Robert and Sarah are. John, I'm going to direct the attention over to you. What do you think uh, in that beautiful noggin of yours? Oh, God. Uh, for sure. Opie, not the a-hole. Opie, not the a-hole. Honestly, probably Opie is the angel because like everyone's just been like crapping on Opie left, right, and oh, yeah. center. She's covered and, in poop. And she's literally, she's just taking it like like a champion. Like, oh, like, you know, it seems like a game of telephone, all this stuff. And, and she like feels so bad that she accidentally caused this pain. I don't think that they were necessarily the ones that kind of like start, like
like fanning the flames and like the you know all what it evolved through in the game of telephone but do we know I, I it mean, could be it could be it could be like <laughs> I, I i'm not saying they definitely are the a-hole right right but right. like a guy with a matchstick and a forest fire behind yep. him i'm smelling smoke <laughs> i see you with a matchstick maybe they didn't cause a whole forest fire but they right. burnt that first leaf for sure yeah 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 maybe may yeah I, i'm i i was it's, it's i mean what do you think do you would you classify them in the a-hole category not with a hundred percent certainty yeah right yeah. like they're, they could have just said uh you know this you know ter- like a rough situation happened with her mother or like sarah i'm, I'm sarah right now this yeah. like rough situation happened her this rough situation happened with my mother-in-law and she accidentally brought up something that made me sad i don't know why she's like a little bit <laughs> english right there and i could see like her starting that and then there's like i don't know like some freaking karen that's like oh my god i can't believe your mother-in-law did that like i can't believe she literally insulted you to her face <laughs> I, I can imagine like karen like a karen friend yeah. being like you should not take that so what we know what we know for a fact that it's either sarah or robert or it's someone within this telephone game someone in the grapevine there's a grape in the grapevine that's rotten we don't know who could be at the beginning could be the middle could be at the end but there's a rotten grape and that grape is the a-hole for sure you know what i wonder if so- someone in that line of communication thought that like has a vendetta against op and they're like bro this is my opportunity like sarah and robert are already upset so let me just like kick in another like a, another little lie that that'll just snowball it even harder yeah see we know this is what we need to do we need to go detective mode we need to go to the person that she saw in the grocery store and be like who told you who told you like hang her off the building who told you they'll be like who are you don't worry ma'am we're podcasters we're trying to get to the bottom of this we like start a true crime podcast i mean podcasters are low-key like crimes (laughs) they're low-key the new like investigators now like come on solving all the crimes out here yeah if you don't have a couple podcasters in your city it's gonna be rife with crime (laughs) (laughs) that would be a funny story a a story is batman but it's a podcaster it's like this is a city that knows how to keep its secrets but there's one man one microphone that stands between you and the criminals on the <coughs> It's Mike Man. Mike Man. Or Mike Woman. Mike bi- Mike bi- non- <laughs> Non-binary. Non God, I'm having a stroke. Non-binary. Non-binary Mike Man. <laughs> Mike Person. Mike Person. <laughs> or you just call him Mike. <laughs> But John, I heard uh, you have a few thunk of thought. Oh God! <laughs> Italy, and you have I got a, story a fat to thunk to drop on you. I got a fat thunk to uh, dunk dude, on you. Give me that funky thunk. So Sam, we made some pregnancy observations here. Oh, we did. But I am switching gears to ovulation Ooh, situations. Ovulation. I'm always scared of that time. Well, let's just say that me and my girlfriend. Uh huh. I-, I track my girlfriend's periods. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Just say that. Just say that and nothing more. Professor accuses me of cheating, but I prove him wrong. I'm actually a genius. Ha ha. Okay, OP. This is OKOP. I'm Samuel Donner. And I'm John Fry. And we tell the funniest stories on the internet. And John, I used to, so I used to study engineering at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And one of the main ways you would prepare for the test is you would go to the test bank. Do you have a, did you ever have a test the bank? test bank? Yeah. The test bank. You know about test banks? So basically it was a, uh, either you, you had it for, for your fraternity or your club, or okay. sometimes the school would have it. And every person that was part of that club that came before would give their old tests to the test bank uh, and to study, uh, you would go look through all these old tests, right? right? Often 
for our ancient, ridiculously old professors. Uh, they were like, I gave up teaching a long time ago, so they wouldn't really teach the class. Um, but two, they would reuse all of their questions for like decades. Let's go. And so often you would go and get, you know, get a, uh, get a test from the test bank and it would be question for question. What was on the test that was given that day? Glorious. Um, but what really sucked is if you didn't have the test bank or didn't know about the test bank, uh, the test was really hard. Right. So this story actually relates to that, uh, that dilemma of test or be tested. Mm. One, one very quick quip. Um, I passed my online uh, driver's permit test entirely through Yahoo Answers. So shout out Yahoo Answers. Shout out Yahoo Answers. Thank you for taking it before. Thank you for taking the test before us. That's right. Professor accuses me of cheating, but I prove him wrong. I'm actually a genius. <laughs> when I was in college, I took a class with this gem. Of a professor. On the first day of class, he asked, How many people thought they would get an A? This being an engineering <laughs> school where a C actually was average, something like five students at the class of 60 raised their hands. And then he announced, That's how many A's he would give out that semester. So I love how he just asked the students, Hey, how many A's you want? Five people raised their hands. That's how many That's A's how you're, you're going to get. Have more self confidence. Yeah, come on. All of our tests for that class were multiple choice exams we took online. We were allowed to refer to our notes during the test, and we were allowed to study from old tests as long as we didn't refer to the old test during the exam. Mm. Fair enough. I studied for the first test, but didn't have access to any old exams. So I did fine, but not great. By the time the second exam rolled around, I had made a friend who was in a fraternity that had multiple copies of old exams from this professor. Uh We and a couple of others took advantage of the rule, allowing us to study from old tests. We quickly discovered that on these 50 question tests, the professor had a repertoire of about 75 questions he pulled from. On the first copy of the test we studied from, we took the time to work through the answers to make sure that we understood each and every one of them. Mm. By the time we got to the fourth copy, we could answer before we even finished reading the question. (laughs) So they were freaking prepared. Wow. Exam time rolls around. Just as with previous years, he pulled the questions he asked in the exam from the same pile of questions. I think it took me about 12 minutes to answer everything correctly. It was supposed to be an hour test. Okay, you can't you can't go that hard. You, they you, went that hard. Just John. just do the 12 minutes and then just doodle for just wait 18 nope. minutes. You he know? gave himself away. Oh, in hindsight, I probably should have let the clock run for a bit. <laughs> we had an hour, but I went ahead and submitted it because I had other things to do. I checked in with the others I studied with the next day, and all of them had gotten 90% plus. Sweet. Definitely using that plan for test three and the final. The next day. We all received an email from the professor letting us know that we are being reported to the dean for an honor code violation. No. He claimed that he had never in all his years had anyone make better than an 80 on one of his tests before. So the fact that we made all over 90% was clear proof that we had cheated. (laughs) And he's been teaching for a hundred years. So, you know, it's rare. This being an engineering school, we were all nerds and we were pretty scared about receiving such an email, but we agreed the best course of action was to talk to the professor before he went to the Dean to tell our side of the story 
and see if we could sort things out. We reached out to him and he agreed to meet with us after class. When we met with him and laid out our case, he was surprisingly receptive to our explanation. I think in reality, he didn't want to go through the hassle of reporting us all to the dean because he was old, set in his ways, and didn't want to do much work. So we left the meeting feeling pretty good and agreed within our study group we would keep studying from the old tests. Well, about a week before test three, this professor announces to the class that because some of us had found the previous test so easy, the next one would have twice as many questions in the same amount of time. And then being the cheeky SOB I am, I asked him as I was leaving the class, what would happen if someone made a hundred on this test? He said, (laughs) God help you on the final. (laughs) So we used the same approach in studying (laughs) for the test and found the same pattern of a limited set of questions. Of course, in addition to the extra questions he had promised, all the questions on this test would be new. So while we again got to the point We had the questions and answers memorized. We tried to make sure we understood the concepts as much as possible to deal with what we expected to be his wrath. Mm. So basically, they were just studying really well. Yeah, yeah. They were actually understanding. Yeah, they were actually understanding memorizing the answers. Test day comes around, and lo and behold, 87 of the questions are pulled directly from old tests. (laughs) 10 are from a guest lecture where he basically pulled the question and answer directly from the slides. And three were filler questions like, what's one plus one equal? And the earth revolves around the sun, true or false? <laughs> this guy is so lazy. I know. He can't. He even, he says, face my wrath and his wrath are, what's one plus one? <laughs> Two. <laughs> I knew I had everything right. I also knew I didn't want to screw myself and everyone else for the final. I purposely answered the filler questions incorrectly. <laughs> so if he looked at the results, he would know what I had done. I got my 97 and I never heard from the professor about that third test, but I like to think of him rage scrolling through the results like, oh, get those kids one day. I don't remember the details about the final, but I do remember the format being the same exact thing as what had been announced at the beginning of the semester. My study group also worked together on the group project where we made A's and so on. So if he really only gave out five A's that semester, we received all of them. Wow, man. Okay. Great, great job. I'm a college dropout, so I appreciate <laughs> cheating and stuff like that. OP just studied well. Like that's, you know, he just, he just did they well. Did. He just they used did. the resources at his disposal and, uh, and got around the system. It was, it was kind of a combination, uh, deep study and cheating. I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it wasn't cheating because the professor said he could, they could study from old tests. He could, they just that is true, but they memorize it. lots of questions that, right? Well, you're, so you're like, study from this test, but don't memorize any answers. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah OP really got everything down. He memorized everything, but you know what you should memorize? Ooh, the subscribe button for OKOP. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify and TikTok, and if you really want to be a support, Support us on Patreon. Join Amanda, Will Combs, Connor Van Buren, Keegan Simmons, and Kathy Quigley. See you soon. Woo.